Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was, well, New Year's Day, but the first Sunday after Christmas. And our, God, our epistle reading is from Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7, which we could call the Apostle Paul's Christmas story. Paul writes, But when the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who cries out, calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. My dear fellow believers in the baby born in Bethlehem, God sent his son. That's what Paul says here, and really that's the whole Christmas story in a nutshell. God sent his son to be our savior so that instead of being prisoners of sin, destined to eternal punishment, so that instead we could be children of God with the full rights of sons, with the full rights, the legal right we could say to an eternal home in heaven. The Apostle Paul says that Jesus was born of woman. And as he was writing those words, maybe he was thinking of the virgin birth. But you know, if you think about it, we all were born of woman. That's the way it works. But when he talks here about Jesus being born of woman, he's really announcing the magnificent miracle that took place in Jesus' birth, in his incarnation, because what happened there is not something that is, is just plain and normal as we view it. Of course, the human birth is a miracle on its own, but here was something so much more special because God became also a human being. He was born of a woman to redeem us. The Almighty God is a baby. God slept in a manger. Such simple phrases are used to describe such a remarkable truth. Jesus was also born under law. Born under law to redeem us. And now God is the author of the law, and as the author of the law, he is not subject to the law. Oh, for example, God is the one who determines the end of people's lives. He takes lives, but he's not guilty of murder when he does that. And now God also, he is the owner of everything. So if in his wisdom he would choose to take from us some of the earthly possessions, the, the money that we have in this life, that's not God stealing from us. So God can't be guilty of murder. God can't be guilty of stealing. But now, he who is true God from eternity, it says he's born under law. He's born under law. He's found in appearance as a man, and he subjects himself to every one of God's commandments. 
the moment he's born, the father insists of this human being, who's also the God-man, of course, no less than any others, no less than any other, what the law demands completely. God the Father says to Jesus, keep my laws and my decrees perfectly. And he says, you shall be holy to me because I, the Lord your God, am holy. He was born of a woman, born under law, to redeem us. To buy back what is rightfully ours in the first place would, would have to strike us as being unfair. But what does a father do when his children live contrary to the law of the land and thus subject themselves to its, its punishment? He doesn't just forget his child. He tries to help, and if he feels it's going to help his child, what he'll do is he'll try to bail him out and get him out of jail. And, and now what our Heavenly Father does for us is that he buys us back from the devil so that we can be his children. He redeems us, and the cost to redeem us was so great, no less than the life of his son. But God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. God the Father was really ready to make such an amazing sacrifice just because of his great love for you and for me. And because of that, we can't think about the Christ child lying in the manger without realizing that soon what would end up happening to him is that his hands would be pierced for our transgression. This little child would be crushed for our iniquity. And as Isaiah further says, the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We can't gaze upon the Christ child without kneeling before him and worshiping him as our redeemer, as the God-man, as the shepherds did back on the night of the Savior's birth. The baby born in Bethlehem completely paid the punishment that you and I deserve because of our sins. He was born of a woman, born under law, to redeem us. In the weeks right after Christmas, people maybe are a little bit apprehensive if they still do get their bills in the mail. They may be now more apprehensive about looking at their email and seeing the the bill date coming due for the, for the credit cards that they maybe use to buy their different Christmas presents. Hopefully everyone who uses a credit card does know the consequences of using it. It's not free money. You're going to have to pay the debt off someday. But when we think about and, and because of that, hopefully people say, realize, hey, I can't spend too much. But now when we think about it, the debt that we owe to God, the sin debt that we owe to God, it's greater than any credit card bill we could ever build up. And, and I say, you know, the sad fact is, is that the sin debt I owe to God, that you owe to God, it's greater than our national debt. And the fact of the matter is, is that that's a bill that 
you and I, we could never even begin to touch. We'd never even begin to touch it. We couldn't even make a small down payment on that bill. But our Savior's death on the cross, our Savior's death on the cross, it paid for our sin debt in full. Our debt to God because of Christ, through faith in Christ, it's gone forever. Jesus, he was born of a woman, born under law, to redeem us. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for seeing the problem of our sin and for providing us with the answer, the eternal answer. You sent your Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem us, to rescue us from Satan and sin, and to give us heaven. Thank you, we pray in the name of your Son. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.